Hello, everybody, and welcome back to AMTV Radio. This is the podcast where I'm joined by a very special guest each time, and we talk about, well, whatever the hell we want to, quite frankly. And today, my guest is someone who is known to a lot of you who are interacting on Twitter in the Doctor Who sphere. It is the one and only Tom Vance. How are you doing, Hello. sir? Hello. I'm doing very well, thank you. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Well, as well as any of us can be at this point. So. Yeah, this present moment in time. That's it. And some of you might remember Tom popping up in my Dimensions in Time video last November, because of course, oh, yeah. Dimensions <laughs> in Time is the the best bit of canonical Doctor Who in the world, I'm afraid. So, of yeah. Sorry to say it, but it is. <laughs> it's the absolute truth. But um, yeah, as I say, a lot of you all know Tom if you're active on Twitter. But Tom, just for those who maybe aren't on Twitter as much or not in that scene, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm a 20-year-old student who runs an account called Not My Doctor, uh, who it, we just show screenshots of idiots on the internet who are around the Doctor Who community. It's very yeah. much sort of like a, a Tories getting owned or a you know Republicans <laughs> getting owned equivalent yeah. of our little yeah our little slice of uh, Twitter. But I, I'm known for that for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's a premise like saying Tories are bad. If it's that sort of premise, I'm I'm all behind it all the way. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean just because I've been curious because I mean I followed the account since I think uh, like October of 2020. And right. whilst I, you know, like I, I like what you guys do on it and stuff. I think it's, it's like a fair enough concept. But like, what was it your idea completely, or is it like a joint idea? Like, what was the, I guess, what was the idea behind my doctor? What's, what stemmed it? There was um, a few people behind the account before I, I came in. I mm-hmm. came in. Um, it must have been around September, October time, where I was talking to a couple of the admins. Won't name names because of you know yeah but you see the, the attention i get so god forbid <laughs> anyone else gets it yeah but um it was sort of like we've had enough of well, had enough there was this these real stringent die hard fans fans in quotation marks where they just critique and not even critique they lambast the show um, because of the direction it's gone in of present, where it's like, yeah. oh, it's too woke. It's very SJW and all those very sort of dog whistle phrases, yeah. which in effect don't mean a lot. <laughs> it's all like, oh, we've got more black people. We've got more women. We've got more gay people. Yeah. It's like, oh, as a, as a man, that threatens my integrity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that it, the, the admin sort of said, okay, let's just sort of take a few screenshots see oh let's just laugh at these idiots online yeah um and then around october time god i think it was october time i know it feels like ages ago right yeah it's, it's <laughs> bizarre um i sort of went to one of the i think the guy who ran it for the longest time uh-huh. so, to, since its inception um he was like i'm getting too much shit online effectively yeah. yeah and i was like i'm seeing all this it, like something was going down um tomorrow i'll reveal that it's me mm-hmm. and hopefully having that face like putting a, a face to a name that identity to like this since like well back then this n- faceless threat to yeah. that little bit of 
community. Mm -hmm. Hopefully the wrong people, the people who aren't involved or who were running the account weren't like, wouldn't get that sort of yeah. attention or abuse that they were getting. Mm -hmm. Um, so I did a video, like I was standing like by the door of my room. Yes. And, yeah. like, it was a one take, uh, it was like, oh, it's me. Hello, I'm not my doctor. It's me. Yeah. And it sort of all started from there. And yeah, man. Well, it, I'd, I'd say it's more kind of bizarre. Yeah. I'd say on like the positive side, though, from what I've seen anyway. Like, yes, you, it's it's had its fair share of like positives and negatives. But I mean, like in terms oh, yeah. of yourself embracing with like the wider scope of the Doctor Who community, it seemed to have been like mostly positive interactions from what I've from what I've mm. seen anyway. Without a doubt, because um, I've inferred this uh, like before, but my first, my first of many Twitter accounts. Uh, <laughs> we were for the, the, don't the tell the Twitter police. Yeah, yeah. For the I had uh, before any of this. Uh, this was God. I must have been around fifteen. I had an account from when I was fifteen to about eighteen, nineteen, mm -hmm. and I was sort of was more involved with like gaming, like, you know, sort of things like uh, Rainbow Six Siege, PUBG, nice. those sort of games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still am from time to time when I've got, you know, <laughs> disposable time. Tom Vance is a gamer. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's confirmed. It's um, But that Twitter account got suspended because I said to one of my friends jokingly, oh, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. Algorithm was like, ah, oh, this is a threat. Get rid of him forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had this um, weird sort of wilderness year where I looked at my fault, like people who I followed on Twitter, but I couldn't tweet or post anything. It was on my, on my old iPhone 5, and I was like, uh, oh, I wish I could sort of like and reply, but, you know. <laughs> um, but then when... I got a new Twitter account hmm. because I had new uh, a new email address, new phone, so new phone number. I was like, oh, they can't. The big bluebird can't track me. I sort of <laughs> got more involved into the whole Doctor Who side of fandom. Yeah, and met a load of great people who I like. I think a few of them I was following previously. I think one I remember was Harry Draper or Bowtie Animation. Yes, he, yeah. Uh, Shout out Harry the, if you're listening. Exactly. Big um, up. He was wonderful, and I remember that was the first bit of Big Finish I ever downloaded. Oh, right. Um, his, uh, the last day of work. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is great. And it sort of, in a way, reinvigorated sort of my love for Who. Yeah. Um, so I was like, let's follow him and follow Big Finish and follow, you know, other authors, other creators of stories and that sort of ballpark. Mm. But that was sort of in the waning years of my first Twitter account. So, yeah. second a Twitter account and what followed, I was like, let's yeah. get involved. And it, it's really, really, really lovely. Like, that's all I can say. It's a lot of such creative individuals. Mm. And of course, there's there are a few outliers um, that we'll <laughs> there sure always talk is. about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With every single community online. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's just been entirely wholesome and lovely for the majority of it. No, which is great. But I mean, we'll move on to talking about this little show that we all love called Doctor yeah. Who, you know, everyone's favourite. But um, 
I mean, so you everyone has their own sort of journey with Doctor Who, you know, how they got into it, whether it was from their parents passing it on or the revival or partway through the revival. So what's your story, Mr. Vance? How did you get into this funny little sci-fi show? I remember it's it's one of the my most told sort of anecdotes mm. where I'm five years old. Um you know, being a millennium baby, I'm five years of age, 2005. I haven't seen any sort of advertising mm-hmm. for the new series Doctor Who. So I, I'm a child. I don't have any knowledge of television. I'm like, oh, this is a funny <laughs> box that makes, you know, noise yeah, in the corner yeah. of the room. Um, but I remember sitting down and like after, it must have been after like some form of news I don't know when it would have been on, but um, I started watching The Unquiet Dead. Nice. <laughs> I completely skipped Rose and End of the World, and I started watching Unquiet him? Dead. Who needs yeah, him? Who needs him? <laughs> who needs him? And I absolutely fell in love. And I remember, like, even now, I think to myself, like, it's not that good of an episode. It's not like a <laughs> Rose. It's like absolutely revolutionary. Mm. Um, but it's. It's, it, I hold a very special place in my heart uh, for the yeah. Unquiet Dead, um, and it's sort of it's got well, Eccleston and like uh, Charles Dickens played by Simon Callow and Gaslight Ghost, and it's so <laughs> like bonkers. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I love this. So I sort of watched up until obviously Pine of the Ways or mm-hmm. yeah, Pine of the Ways. Um, but fun facts: I didn't watch Rose and the End of the World until I was about eleven or twelve. <laughs> Man, you waited like, like five, six years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, ever since Unquiet Dead, mm. I was like, oh, I'm sold. Love this it. it. Love yeah. it. I love that though, isn't it? Because again, like, I, I guess mine was similar in a way how I was, I was nine when the revival came on. And before that, I'd had no, you know, concept of what Doctor Who was or anything like mm. that. And I think we were all watching something as a family. And it was that trailer with Eccleston where he goes, do you want to come with me? And I was yeah. like, who is this man? And my dad was like, oh, they're bringing this back. Oh, you'll like this. Because <laughs> he clearly remembered what it used to be like. And um, I think, yeah, he just sort of said, right, we're all going to watch it. And then we all did. So uh, I always thank my dad, because if he hadn't have yeah. mentioned it, I might never have. Well, I mean, I think I always would have gotten into it anyway. I think who's mm-hmm. always sort of comes back around. But I noticed you said earlier, like as you said, when you followed like Harry on Twitter and listened to his big finish, it sort of reinvigorated your love for who. So yeah. was there a time when you were growing up when you may like you weren't as into the show as like you are? Do you know what I mean? Like where it sort yeah. of was out a little bit? No, yeah, that's completely right. I remember for the longest time, I was sort of one of those people. I was like, oh, Matt Smith is being Peter Capaldi. Oh, no, thank you. Old Doctor Who, not for yeah. me, thanks. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I was a, a very sort of shallow, must have been 13, 14 year old. Yeah, but, we've all been um, there. Yeah, and I I always watched it every Saturday, mm. every Christmas. It was on. I was like, yeah, it's Doctor Who. It's a you know national treasure. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. But I never found much enjoyment in it mm. um, up until sort of it must have been when he regenerated. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't have that sort of – I didn't really lord Capaldi. I didn't like, like the whole direction. Mm. It was only when I rewatched it. Uh, when I had more of a mature mindset, I was like, yeah, this is some of the best fiction I've ever ingested in <laughs> in my entire existence. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
it whenever that was around the sort of time where you know i was on twitter and i was like oh, might as well just give it a shot yeah watch it all through listen to like the few free big finishes you could pick up i'm like man doctor is great yeah <laughs> like, this new second life uh, this rebirth yeah. it's the re-realization isn't it so <laughs> yeah and I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful that i i gave it a shot yeah because in doing so this whole like re-watching capoli i'm like i could like anything I, it's yeah. the reason why i'm like it puzzles me that people hate whitaker's era so much because mm. it's a television show that can be completely different when you rewatch it. Mm-hmm. I remember I've I've watched Rosa oh, four or five times now. Oh yeah. And four out of those five times I've loved it to bits. Mm-hmm. But the third time I was in my first no not first year at university. I think it must have been second. And it was a horrible day outside. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm just going to watch Doctor Who. And I love, I love Woman Who Fell to Earth. I love Ghost Monument. Mm. And then Rosa, I was like, oh, God. Like, what, 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 what are they thinking of? And I was like, <laughs> oh, this, like, Krasko, what? Oh, what's going on? And I was so overly critical. I was like, oh, no, I'm just in a bad mood. Well, I, like, the day after, I was like, why was I like that? Because yeah. I, I sort of was taking notes because I was trying to get a blog up and running, which didn't go through at all. Um, <laughs> But I was like, what? What am I? Why am I getting angry at this? Mm. It's just a telly show. Yeah. But sort of, I. You shouldn't be afraid to rewatch things. So I was like, okay, I'll rewatch it like when my mind's a bit clearer. Mm. And I was like, yeah, it's great. Yeah. On the fourth rewatch, I was like, oh, it's wonderful. And some bits still irk me. Like a lot of people moan about the song at the end. Oh yeah, and I, I find it really. I think it's a lovely song. Uh, so much so that Vodafone's appropriated it for its adverts. So whenever time it comes, I was like Rosa Parks. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I don't. I always find it so funny. I love seeing Akinola's work. It's mm. it's always something that um, I was getting a bit tired. I think Murray Gold is himself getting a bit tired of sort of like using the same sort of like the Doctor's walking through a corridor. Let's. Bring out the brass band, everybody. <laughs> um, so Akinola was a wonderful sort of palate cleanser. But the fact they gave sort of Rosa Parks her own sort of theme song, that, that lone trumpet going, do-do, do-do, yeah. it does sort of ruin it a bit for me. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, Rosa Parks is here, everyone stand. I was like, yeah, she's absolutely wonderful. A yeah. pioneer for race politics all over the world. But she doesn't need a, a, like a, a trumpet man. <laughs> a singular <doesn't> trumpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I get what you mean. Like, actually, a few weeks ago, I mean, when this is coming out, I had a chat with uh, Peter Miles or Dalekium. Oh, yeah. And we were on about sort of the, as you say, because Murray Gold did it for so long. You know, like 12 yeah. years is a long Bless time. Yeah. And I think anyone out. That's it. And I mean, I think Segun at the start definitely got unfavorable comparisons. But I mean, in my opinion, I think a lot of that was just knee jerk. Because you know you, we're oh, so we were yeah. so spoiled with Murray Gold's like big bombastic themes and memorable melodies and stuff. Whereas that's just not Segun's approach, which is fine. And like I think a lot of his tunes in Whitaker's era, like some people say, oh, they're more like mood music. And I'm like, I get what you're saying, but I kind of like the focus is now more about building the atmosphere, the atmosphere rather than, yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than necessarily having every five minutes like, oh, here's another 
recognizable yeah. theme you can hum along to. It's Here's a little jingle. Here's a little jingle, yeah. I get it. That's sort of what RTD and Moffat Hill was about. It's like, this is sort of who, uh, in the moment, it's modern, it's new, remember us. Yeah. Play us in the playground. Yeah. Be Doctor Who <laughs> in the playground. Hum yeah. the music. And with Sagan, it's sort of like, this is what it was like in the classic era. Exactly, yeah. It's very yeah. sort of like, it, it sets an atmosphere and a, and a tone. Yeah. And even still, like, some of the themes are wonderful, like um, the Cyberman theme and the Master theme with the whole mm -hmm. Spy Master are so lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say it now, but it's a, oh, it's going to be a controversial opinion. Here we uh, go. But I think the song, I Am the Doctor, was is overplayed way too much in that Matt Smith era. Uh, it, it, it I do is, like yeah. it. Like the actual song construct, I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Mm -hmm. But it got to a point, and maybe it's because when I first watched it, I was a teenager. And you know what teens are like? We're all very cynical and uh, yeah. this. And anyone who's saying, no, I wasn't like that. I'm, I'm afraid you're incorrect. You, were, uh, you, you were. just don't have any sort of foresight. Yeah, Ex exactly. <laughs> but um, no, I just I, I just remember very early on. It's like, you know, in the early James Bond films when they play the Bond theme like that. an egg. The one I always remember is in, I think it's in Doctor No, which granted, yeah, it's the first one, but I think he literally, yeah, it's the first one, but he literally opens a door to walk to go in somewhere and he's there he bum, 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 bum. it's like yes we know it's james bond but james bond it, is yeah, everybody it just sort of became like that i think where i, I got a bit like sick of every dramatic moment had to be dun 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 and i was just a bit like can we can we do something a bit different that's just my opinion but i know a lot of people out there love everything about the matt smith era including the music so you can come at me if you want, but that's just that's just what I think. But yeah, I mean, is there any yeah, yeah. is there any sort of musical motifs or or just anything in like Doctor Who realms, if you like, that you? Because I ask my guests this a lot. Because you know how fandom can have this sort of at times overwhelming opinion of like, say, a certain yeah. story that the majority is like, this is awful or this is terrible, and then but you might be there like, oh, but I really like it or dislike it. Yeah. Is there any? We'll start with stories, I guess. Is there any story where? the like overwhelming consensus is this isn't very good but you're like i actually kind of like this um oh like the one i so, always give as, oh, yeah, as a, on. the one i always give as an example is the twin dilemma because that yes. for me before yeah. i watched that for the first time as like i think i was 11 or 12 because you know mm. you read it in all the publications it's the bottom of every list so i i went in with a subconscious thing of like this is the one that's going to be bad and then yeah. i watched it and i was like i actually quite enjoyed that so a story like that, I guess. I'm trying to think, because I know for the opposite of that, where everyone like loves it. Yeah. Ooh. But I'm not so keen on it. Go on. Oh, it's the day of the Doctor for me. Oh, and, the 50th. Yeah, the 50th. <laughs> I think it, set, it does sort of set a route for where the show can go. Yeah. And sort of how Moffat did kind of fuck it up. <laughs> uh, and Chibnall even more so um, but you know I'm I think that's fine I think that's cheeky yeah. sort of you know here's Moffat here's, here's Moffat here's Gallifrey you can go yeah. to it yeah. we're going to take it away yep. you can go back to it through a, a circle with a prison yeah. inside it Absolutely. oh it's been nuked <laughs> sorry oh, tough sorry luck. guys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a hard cheese for there um, I don't know it, it feels like something they would have done for like a it's more of a monument to new who yeah 
I think what like what do classic fans get? Oh, we get Zygons, you get Cole Hill at the beginning, you get Tom Baker at the end. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you could have done a like, a lot more to celebrate, you know, this this absolute stalwart show. It's like yeah. it's not sort of just celebrating Oh yeah, we brought it back, guys. Look, we've got David Tennant back. David Tennant's back. John Hurt's in it. John Hurt's doing his best, you know, with a Chris Eccleston script. Yeah. But um, uh, it's still fun. Like, I don't think any of Doctor Who is solely bad. Sure, yeah. I think, you know, Doctor Who... I always say that Doctor Who is such a wonderful, wonderful little show, but it's also, at the same time, a bit shit. Like it's definitely not like a HBO drama. Oh, it's not yeah. sort of overtly produced. It's not got the greatest of effects, even though so much money now is being pumped onto effects. Mm. Um, it, it's just it's our little corner where we can sort of say this is lovely, even though it's a bit bad. Then we just sort of pat it on the head and say you're doing really well at <laughs> what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, it's always sort of been of... like that, hasn't it? It's like it, yeah. One of my guests, I can't remember who it was in the past, but anyone listening can find out. Uh, one of my guests said it's always been like the little show that could. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like like it, in theory, it shouldn't work, but it is, mm. and it's it's trying, it's trying its best. And I mean, for the most part, I share the view with you about. There's not, I don't think there's any doctor I'd say is objectively like bad. Although if I'd have yeah. to say something for me that comes ever so close here we go it's got to be the dominators from trout and well i'm sorry tom i'm sorry i can't be dealing with this sort of corpse slander (laughs) do you know what though i mean i've chatted Mm. with i mean if he's listening will maddox big shout out biggest stan i know hey will even he was like i kind of see what you mean he defended Mm. it saying that like the trout and um, Jamie and Zoe stuff is great as always, and yeah, he's right. Yeah, unbeatable. I just think that I don't know. I rewatched it recently because I was like, I need to give this. Anytime I'm thinking this is a bad story, I'm like, I need to give it a second chance. Yeah. And it was just so dull, like yeah. So, and you know, if you anyone listening or watching, if you like Dominators, great. More power to you. I'm glad. Good for you. I'm glad you <laughs> see something in it. But even though I'm partially sighted, I'm trying. I'm squinting, but I can't see it. <laughs> Like yeah, man, it's uh, but I was to quote Lady Gaga, I was born this way, but um, yeah, ah, fair play. No, just I haven't, but I haven't got the best eyes basically, but um, yes, yeah, but yeah, to the Who fans, I tried very hard, but the Dominators is probably for me the closest thing to like being mm. we're overstepping the line, but as you say, the Trout and Zoe Jamie stuff that saves it a little bit. Unparalleled, um, yeah, it's so se- good. Season six is just such a weird one because it's like. You look at those stories and they're they're all over the place in terms of like yeah, you've got what like, dominators uh space pirates is that series six yeah 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 but then you've got the war games and stuff like yeah, that and, like, yeah. oh, and the so invasion good. and the mind robber it's just like oh, it's the invasion. literally everywhere but um yeah i mean from what i've seen on twitter you seem pretty well well versed in classic who so i mean is it is it something you've managed to absorb all of not completely all of i've um i've watched a lot of Hartnell up to Baker. Oh, okay. I've not watched all of them. Um, I've been meaning to sort of like when I don't have dissertation or anything. Um, I mean, sort of like go back, look at like, especially the loose canon reconstructions. Mm. Um, but with Davison and Colin, I've 
not watched an awful lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Sylvester, I've watched again. I've watched most of. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something that I sort of absorbed through osmosis with, like, from my friends. Like, either sort of like if I've got housemates, um, who like one of them, Dan, he watched. He's like watched all of Doctor Who. He's doing it again. Like he's. Um, oh wow. I think we were watching it together, yeah. but um, I think the next one for us is the, the Deadly Assassin, which is you know I can't wait to watch that again. But undoubtedly, he's gone further ahead of me <laughs> um, because he's uh, back in his family home because lockdown. Yay. Um But yeah, a lot of the information I I know of Classic Who hmm. is probably from people on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> A great resource. Oh, undoubtedly, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's such. I, I always love hearing people's like experiences with classic Who, whether it's for the first time. Because I, I remember my my very first was the Three Doctors when I was nine. And again, Ooh. like you can you can poke holes in it. You can say the gel guards look a bit shit and all that sort they of do, stuff. But, but they do. <laughs> but as a nine year old watching it, I was like, whoa, like this is the mm. this is cool shit basically. Like what yeah. was what was your first classic story? Uh similar vein, five doctors. Hey, I got five doctors for a Christmas present. It's like, the multi oh, ones, isn't it? It's always yeah, they the multi ones. Yeah. They hook you in. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, these are I, I love like the uh the master. I love Ainley's master. Because mm. that was sort of when um the only sort of master I knew about was John Sim. I was like, yeah. oh man, the master's been in it all this time? Cool. Uh, he's wearing a cape and he's running across a hill. But that's, <laughs> you know, I dig it. Um, yeah. And the Raston Warrior robot, yeah. you know, no one can touch it because it will just bounce away. Pretty much, yeah. And But, you know, they need still need to come back. So, Chibnall, Chibnall, get onto that, please. I just I just remember with the five doctors like and I don't know if, if if you got it as a present you might have done it the same way like the DVD version was the newer version like yes. with the new special effects and stuff that yeah, was how it I didn't have the watched. triangle that just did that it was no, like the yeah. whole swirly swirly but gig yeah I never watched the original until like a good 7 8 years later and I was so shocked I was like what is this like <laughs> this is not the five doctors but then oh what's occurring <laughs> Also, as you say, it's the triangle and like the little yeah. the lightning bolts that meant hit the master are like green lines or on the checkerboard. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's funny, isn't it? Because obviously there'll be some people out there who'll say that is like the best version. That is it? Yeah. The original, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Benefit of hindsight. Which, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. But, which, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's. I don't get that sort of mindset because, of course, Obviously, if you're you're grown up in that sort of generation, it's like yes, yeah, the OG, you don't touch it. Yeah. But you know, you can excuse sort of dated staging and all that. But if you have got the facilities to, I don't know, sort of like not enlarge, but sort of make it more realistic. There's a better word for it that I'm not grasping yeah. at, but as in. Sort of what the Blu-ray stuff does, where like, yeah. we've got an episode, we've sort of we've um, revamped the special effects, so it doesn't look like when on Spiridon, the third Doctor's <laughs> looking into a cave and it's got a load of action figures in it. It's, yeah. you know, something a bit more, um, it's got got a bit more body to it, I guess. Um, yeah. It's like when a lot of people, a lot, a few people got very angry at um, the fact that they included. Um, Delgado, the Delgado's master in I 
think it's the faceless ones. Oh, on like the poster. Yeah, one of the, like the wanted posters. Yeah, and I think yeah. um, it's the same with Sasha Dewan as well in Fury from the Deep. I could be wrong. Yeah, one but, of them. Uh, yeah. Um, and it's like, these, these weren't in the original. What is stupid? Like, what's going on? It's like, it's, they're just having fun. Like, don't, <laughs> you know, they're, just, they're either making the world a bit more cohesive because, yeah. you know, the master's knocking around, you know, um, because of course he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just a, it's just a re- it's an animation. It's a reconstruction. Don't have a hissy fit. You can watch, you know, or try to watch the original. You can watch the reconstruction if you fancy. Yeah. But, you know, don't, don't they say it's because it's got lovely Roger or the lovely Sasha? Yeah, it's the same with the with those releases, as you say, the missing episode animations. You know how they mm. put in color versions on as well. Oh we, yeah, I don't know why they're doing it. It's like they they never like for, well, at least in the UK anyway. That when they're released, it's never just the color option. Like I watch, oh, yeah, it's I watch them in black, black and, and white, white. But, yeah, yeah, but I was never like, oh my god, I can't believe they gave me an extra disc in case I want to watch this in color. How, How dare, dare they? they? How <laughs> dare they insult the fandom this way? But um, no, I'm. I mean, yeah. at the time of this recording, um, the Web of Fear one isn't out yet. I mean, we haven't no, got a release date yet, so who knows? But um, no. I'm excited for for what episode three is gonna gonna look like on that one. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm. I'm sure it's gonna be fine. You know, as Doc Two fans, we know how to sort of get through a story, regardless of it looking good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Web of Fear, it's going to be a tough watch, like the new one, because it's yeah. the, they're trying out this weird 3D animation and Trout. Yeah. Oh, it's so bizarre. We've <laughs> already seen but, the um, memes of it, you know. Yeah, it's 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 very very irregular, but I'll, <laughs> I'm definitely give it a watch. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, episode three. Philip Morris, I doubt you're listening. <laughs> Come on, stop using it as a doorstop or something, and get your ass uh, in gear. I was good. I was the bet. I was like, "Oh, am I gonna? Am I gonna say his name?" But you've you've done it for me. Yeah. So that's the Antichrist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mister Morris, what a what a guy. <laughs> what a man. Yeah. What a man. But in terms of like different forms of who, again, like I've seen you've put on Twitter and stuff, and you've said it yourself. You're quite into all the big finish stuff as well. Which yeah. I know for some people coming into it sometimes can be a bit daunting because I guess you look at it now and they've got so many ranges and so oh, many different yeah. jumping on points. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, I started last summer and I just I went the simple like with the main range and I'll start there, work my way through, and I've delved into the spin offs. But um, so what's what got you into all the big finish stuff? Was it Harry's um, The Last Day at Work on its own or were there other releases as well that sort of pulled you in? I um. When I said Harry's was the first uh, big finish I downloaded, it's because right. I'm going to put my big brother in a bit of shit here. He pirated <laughs> some for me for my birthday. Oh, I've, no. I've since, I've since bought them just to sort of compensate. But yeah. I, um, he got me the classic Doctor's New Monsters set. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this, this is so cool. Because, you know, I've not... Um, at that age, I hadn't really watched much of, like... Uh, Peter to Paul, obviously five through eight. Yeah, and yeah, it was. Um, oh, it had the Santarans. It had oh, I don't know. It didn't have the Vashnarada. That's the second volume. Second one, yeah. Trying yeah. Think, was it we? I want to say Weeping Angels. Weeping Angels. Uh, uh, Sycorax was seven. Yeah. Five was Jadoon. It was Jadoon. Yeah, because um, it was a, like a courtroom drama. 
which is uh, fun. I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was sort of like four hours of content where I, which I sort of listened to sort of during car journeys and whatever. I was like, this is, this, this is really cool. Yeah. I wonder if I can get more. And then, you know, my little 15 year old self was like, Hmm, I don't have any disposable income. Oh, well, I'll just wait till I'm big and I've got a job. <laughs> or a student loan. Or a student loan. Thanks, government. <laughs> and, uh, but the, the first other thing was um, Harry Draper's work, which, oh, oh so good. <laughs> All the um, Paul Sprague opportunity winners, the works, are so good. Have you listened to the newest one? I've got it downloaded, but I haven't listened oh. to it yet. All, I, all, five, all five are absolutely splendid, but Eugenie is oh, it's so good. And I really hope to hear sort of more from her because yeah. I, I hope and pray. Because I know, I'm not naming names, I know a couple people who are working for Big Finish who had done the Paul Sprank trip. And like, uh -huh. oh, that's cool. I, I can't wait to see, like, you've got more for us. Yeah. Um, and I'm hoping Eugenie sort of factors in for that so yeah um and fingers crossed if you're looking like hello viewers i'm talking to you now um, <laughs> if anyone wants to get into big finish like especially like the short trips because there's a lot of short trips and they're the yeah. most sort of i think creatively they they they're more sort of vibrant in the fact that they're not packed into like a two hour story like with the main range yeah. so like here's 30 40 minutes here's a really cool idea executed like really succinctly and well um go for like short trips go for the paul sprague free ones there's about there's five now and it's some of the the best who that i've ever probably listened to or even ingested um it's it's so so good mm. but with main range oh main range <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of it there's there so much I mean, um, by the time this goes out, they might have uh, finished it because, of course, they're bringing the, as it is anyway, they're bringing it to an end with 275, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, The End of the Beginning by Robert Valentine. Yeah. yeah. God, so if you're is... wondering how to get into the main range, there you go. There's 275 <laughs> releases. Not daunting yeah. at all. So. <laughs> and times that by two, and that's how many hours you've got. Oh. <laughs> oh god I even think about it like that how much how many hours of content but um because yeah. i've been i was listening to a few of your podcasts in preparation and they're Thanks, cracking man. cheers man. um yeah but i um yesterday it was snowing like hell and i was like i haven't got any food in i'm going to go to, to tesco hell yeah which is sort of up the hill from me walking to like walking up a hill in the snow is not a good idea <laughs> um so i was like i might as well put a podcast on uh -huh. and i listened to your oh i listened to a few <laughs> listen to your with sam sam davis big up sam who, davis <laughs> sam if you're watching slash listening i want to give you a big hug because you're <laughs> so lovely um i listened to um yeah this is the davis one listen to uh Tharys, yeah yeah he's big fan of uh of Tharys's work mm. um but that was cut short because I stepped in a puddle that was about 20 centimetres deep. Uh, uh, like the Vicar of Dibley puddle. <laughs> Effectively, but only like one <laughs> leg went in. <laughs> Which is always lovely. Um, oh, I listened to, I was um, back here, I listened to a bit of uh, Dom, Who Chaser. Yeah, Dom Martin's yeah. one. I was like, oh, just three lovely guys. 
And with Sam's, uh, gone with Sam Davis, you sort of said, oh, thank God that the first 50 of the main range are on Spotify. Yeah. I'm like, that's something that we don't take for granted is the fact <laughs> that we've got 100 hours of free content just on the main range alone. It's yeah. completely free. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I need to listen to more because I listen to sort of like the Six and Evelyn stuff. That's sort of like oh, my jumping on point. Yeah. Evelyn yeah. Smith is wonderful. She is. And Maggie Stables is dearly dearly missed she's yeah. oh such a it such makes a, it uh, makes you wish they could have had some like tv yeah. stuff together like you can just imagine oh, them on tv just like bantering away but that that thing yeah. about them being on spotify it's something i think even now isn't like that well known in the community because i didn't mm. know until i think sam himself had done a video i think about how to get into big finish and he yeah. mentioned it at the end and i was like oh like there's big finish on Spotify. And Spotify. I get it on one hand if they don't want to promote that too much, because obviously you can buy them on the Big Finish website, three three pound a pop. Yeah. And I, I completely understand that. But the amount of people I've talked to since I've discovered it and they've gone, Oh, there's there's Big Finish on, Finish on Spotify, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just something that's not as well known, I think. So yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, hope hopefully I say hopefully, like I don't want them to make, you know, money. I was like, I wouldn't mind sort of in the next conceivably year or two putting the next 50 on yeah like they I sort of do that, that yeah. and they you know up until i guess when the uh when the covers change when it goes from like the uh the old sort of thing oh, like the, the mcgann logo yeah yeah to the sidebar format just put all the sort of more antique ones on yeah and it's something that a lot of doctor who fans would love absolutely and um, especially with big finish like quite rightfully so, in my opinion, hmm. the the prices are steep to an extent where it's it's a small company and you're catering to a, a, a niche of a niche, and the pricing is like, oh it's it's a bit crazy, <laughs> but um, and a lot of people, especially sort of younger fans, take um, well, not take offence, but like oh it's you're catering to sort of those like fans who are more entitled when they say oh i've got this set you don't i'm more of a fan than you and that's sort of elitism yeah 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 and i think if they make it more accessible like there's sort of been this idea of a streaming service bandied around which i think would be awesome but it's something that they, they think they've done like the sums like nick briggs sort of like tarted it all up and said this won't make us a profit and i was like yeah. that's fair because it's a small company absolutely um so with sort of those first 50, and I think they've got like some other ranges, like uh, the first four or five seasons of um, Jago and Lightfoot, yeah. like other sort of like original stuff that they've done, I think, make it more accessible. And fans would sort of like feel free to sort of ask for, if their kids ask for things for like birthdays or Christmases, saying, I'd like this, please. Yeah. I'd like this ninth Dr. Vinyl that you're going to have to spend <laughs> like 45 pounds on. <laughs> And that'll, you know, put some money in the coffers. But I think yeah. Big Finish is such a... We're very lucky as a community, as a, a whole body of people who'd like one thing. It's like, okay, we've rented out some studios for the equivalent of, like, what, 20 years? Yeah. Um, we're going to sort of put Tom Baker in a cellar and record, <laughs> like, so many hours of dialogue. Yeah. Um, and not... I don't think... I can sort of name any other communities or fandoms. I hate the word fandom, but like those sort of <laughs> fandoms. Yeah. Um, who have that sort of privilege. Oh, absolutely. Sort of, when Doctor Who's not on, 
um, so for like nine months out of the year, we've got fresh content coming out and we've got books and we've got audio plays from the BBC that are being made and audio books of the books that have been made 20 years ago that are being you know put back into the general market and we're so lucky for that. Yeah. And I don't understand a fan who just watches the show and a fan who just ingests all the expand universe material are still a fan. Yeah. Like there there shouldn't be any sort of entitlement and it's so pathetic when you see sort of what middle-aged men saying, oh, you don't want Mr. Big Fish? Oh, you're not even a fan. I bet you don't even watch the classic series. It's like, no, because DVDs are expensive and I don't want a BritBox subscription. Yeah. And, oh, it's bizarre. There is nothing worse than I've had. And it's not just in Doctor Who. I've had this in multiple fandoms I'm a part of. But the the most common, like, that whole real fan thing that gets on my nerves is, is when they bring their age into it. And I'm not trying to go after, like, older people, but it is often the case you know it's like oh well like in doctor who's case oh well i've been watching since 1963 i'm like great fantastic for you exactly but i hate it when people try and use their age as like some sort of levity that they have a better opinion yeah we're older so thusly we're wiser it's like it's something that should not correlate in the slightest yeah it's like maybe if you're giving me advice on like life or things you go through in life that's different because then it's a case of experience and you've lived you've lived it (laughs) yeah but with something like a tv show it's like everyone's gonna have a different opinion we've all absorbed it in a different way it's like i put on it's i put on twitter this morning the morning when we're recording that I honestly think Hell Ben is just as good as Heaven Sent. And I've always thought that. Mm. I've thought that since broadcast. And yeah, there's a lot of people who don't think that and think Hell Bent is horrible. Fair enough. Yeah. And, but I, I, I remember at the time in late 2015 when it aired and I was part of a Doctor Who page on Facebook. I don't think I'm part of it now. And, you know, oh, you Facebook. Like, oh, good old <laughs> Facey B. But a, yeah. a bigger cesspit than Twitter, arguably. But um, I just oh, remember... No, you're, you're definitely right there. They had, like, a page where you could just post, like, your thoughts on each new episode. And I, you know, I was 2015. I was 19 at the time. And, you know, I just put, like, wow, hell-bent. You know, I really loved that. I thought that was so good. And then all these people in the... Some of them were fine. Some of them were like, I didn't. But fair enough. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, but then you just had... Place, yeah. But then you literally had, again, not to stereotype, but they were, like, older men saying mm. no if you don't understand why this is bad then you haven't been a long time fan of the show i've been watching since like 1973 and it's like it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter when you jumped on it but um i couldn't give a fuck about <laughs> what you think because it's subjective and it's a show about a man or you know just a bisexual non-binary alien yeah. floating around space in a blue police box i don't care <laughs> absolutely i couldn't give a toss but in, in that sense of um, community, and you know, I, I think it is important to talk about it, especially these days, with uh, with mental health being so you know prevalent mm-hmm. in today's society, and rightly so it should be. Um, yeah. Obviously, in any I think in any community, doctor or otherwise, like it can affect our mental health for the better and for the worst. And just as I mean, I'm sure I know I've been through it, and I know you've had your fair share as well. Just for anyone, yeah. maybe, and this I guess is particularly for the younger people listening or younger members of the audience how would you have any sort of advice to give on say if things are getting a bit too heated in a in a community or if you feel it's starting to negatively impact you how would you sort of go about helping yourself um move through that if that makes sense um i'd say 
with a lot of it being on social media and such, mm. um, either distance yourself from it as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, sort of keep the people that you like close to you and obviously uh, be able to contact them through other means. Mm. But if something is sort of getting too busy for you, in a sense, too or too abusive and feel free to put the phone down close the app mm. because it, you get into a cycle of sort of oh i need to be up to date i don't want to have this fear of missing out and it's understandable because if you don't know then you're not in the know you're not in that little metaphorical treehouse of information it's like oh wow look at this thing look at this in joke and yeah. i'm just sort of here like I don't know what's going on. I don't want to ask. Um, and with this, well, with what's been going on, the day we're recording, mm. a, a fair wad of shit's been kicked off. Mm -hmm. um, nothing too bad, but it's like, if you're being harassed or there's a lot of, derogatory name calling on a place like Twitter, the best thing to do is block or mute, report the tweet and see what gets done. Just sort of yeah. cast your vote into the, the, the faceless algorithm of Twitter and see, oh, will they be reprimanded? Almost certainly not, but at least I've done my bit. Yeah. And know that people will be there for you. Um, regardless of you know what's happened, there's a few exemptions to that. If you are a bigot or I don't know a, a paedophile, no one's going to be there for you because you need Probably to reevaluate your own yeah, yeah sort of worldview. But sort of if you're on the receiving end of such sort of abuse and harassment from people who uh, think they're better than you, which is yeah. more often not the case have the sort of confidence i don't don't say it to them you don't need to sort of prove yourself to anybody say mm. i'm making you elicit that response i'm you know i'm not in control of this conversation but you know i make you say this i make you need to sort of show off your purported uh superiority over me and that's not there you, know, you don't need to prove that on a on a website <laughs> You're a, you're a grown person yeah. and have, you know, like I said, have the confidence in yourself to sort of say, I, I don't need to prove myself to you mm -hmm. in this yeah. situation. Um, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Mm. If, if not, message your friends or talk to you like your mum or your dad, your sibling about it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they'll hopefully your parents will try to understand um <laughs> what do you mean but, you're arguing about doctor who on twitter <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but yeah it's don't don't cry over spilt milk especially over twitter yeah um just go to a place where you're safe and sort of hide there for a few hours a few days yeah because that, there's, there's no harm in doing that at all. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I hope you don't mind me bringing up that whole subject of mental health about the community. I just think it's a very, it's a very important thing that often doesn't get 
um, especially on Twitter, I, doesn't get sort of highlighted enough. And I just think whilst, oh, we, course, you know, yeah. whilst we have a platform here to do that, I thought it'd be good to just touch base on it. But thank you for yeah. sharing that though, Tom. I, I know I appreciate it. And I'm sure some people listening will appreciate it as well, just because mm. I think a lot of us have had our fair bouts, you know, where we've probably got into situations that have negatively impacted us mentally. I know I have. And I yeah. think you're absolutely right in the sense of just getting away from it, whether it be for a few hours or a few days, is worth it absolutely and the mute button is your best friend guys and i can't say that <laughs> it enough it really really yeah, it is. is but um let's lighten up the mood a little bit i've got some questions for you from twitter hey let's and, go uh, and we'll start with uh josh carr your friend of course friend of the show host of who knew podcast go and give that a listen on all the streaming services it's a fabulous podcast where mr vance himself did dos appear Twice, 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 unfortunately, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And Josh Carr's question is just one word, Tom, and that word is foreplay. Foreplay? Um, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit um, PG-18. Foreplay (laughs) is important. It's very important for yourself and your partner. Absolutely. Um, But also, yes, Josh, I'll be around soon. Oh, there you go. We're out of lockdown, but yeah. And um, next one is from Jacob, who goes by at um, what's that say? Kings Mill Irving, I think. Kings Mill Irving. Yes. Again, hey, Jacob. Pat- oh, there we go. He says. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I was, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm glad you said it. I was, I was like, have I spelt that correctly? Is this? Is no, this no, no, I think that's, I think that's correct. Um, he wants to know. I'm scared to ask. Oh, I don't know. I'm scared to ask, but I gotta know. Where has that Troughton figure been? And for anyone who missed it, if you look at oh, the yeah. thumbnail of this video or on your streaming service, <laughs> Tom is holding a Troughton figure, which I believe there on the video version, there he is. Um, so, Tom, where... Yeah, where you're missing has... out, people on Spotify. I but know. Yeah. Where has he been, Tom? Where has he been? He's been to London to see the Queen. He hasn't. Um, <laughs> he's not been anywhere inside of me, I can say that. <laughs> no, I actually... you had to disclose that first, just to... I believe when I was um, less than sober, I put his head up my nose. <laughs> not up my ass. <laughs> not up anywhere indecent. Admittedly, the, the nostril is indecent, but not not as indecent as one's bottom. Exactly. Um, All the Trout been... stands are going to be going mad now. You do realise that. they're gonna. Sorry, Will. <laughs> Maddox put... is coming after you. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, I got uh, I got him. I think he's one of my more recent B and M purchases. Mm. Um, God, when did that ray that little wave of figures come out? I've forgotten uh, now. I want to say like so, October, not or before then. Oh, well, certainly. I, I I don't know because I I had the uh, I had the Tardis. I had the Fourth Doctor and Tardis from Robot, where it's uh, the Fourth Doctor in three's clothes. Yeah. I had his TARDIS from Sharda, and then I've got what the camera's resting on right now is um, Trout's TARDIS. <laughs> um, but he's not been anywhere apart from this house and probably my old flat. Well, there you go. So there you go. A boring answer. There you go, Jacob. An initially seedy question, but I yes, know. not it... been up my... Not up my bloody ass. <laughs> it's the fact he said I'm scared to ask. It's almost like he thought you were going to give. Yeah, people expected. Like yeah. <laughs> I think your face in the picture doesn't help. Like you look really pleasured, for want of a better <laughs> word. Like... <laughs> so, 
there. No, well, yeah, I, I can I can admit that I do look rather <laughs> indecently pleasured. <laughs> Bless you, man. Uh, next, we've got one from Adam Cronin, who's at his um, Aspie A Dog, I think. Yeah. Um, are you? Oh, you're familiar with Adam? Are you? No, no, no. I just know what uh, I think. I remember what question Adam oh, asked. Okay. Oh, well, you might do. So his Twitter profile lists him as a simp for John Bishop. Like how and why and then why? he's put a sad <laughs> he's put a sad face <laughs> oh man so yeah um, how how and why <laughs> i think a lot of people um since the news that spoilers for series 13 oh, yeah? john spoilers. bishop's going to be a uh, companion mm-hmm. and i was in this boat of i'd love just female led tardis 13 mm-hmm. years would be so great even if it is for what eight episodes um, it'll be so lovely. Um, time with Yaz, you know, because Mandip Girl's a great actress. Mm-hmm. Allow her to sort of expand on this character. And when I sort of heard about it, because I heard um, from a couple of friends of mine who live in Cardiff, go to university in Cardiff, they saw some filming for the, another again, spoilers, the Santaran episode. Oh, yeah. Um, they saw like the Santarans and they saw John Bishop on set. And they're like, oh, God, John Bishop's going to be Doctor Who. And I just thought, oh, great, a cool little guest role. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, sort of one thing that Chibnall Who has done kind of cool is sort of we've got more cool historicals and we've got a lot more guest work in. Hmm. Um, and I was like, okay, John Bishop, that's sweet. We've got, you know, new guest role. That'll be all fine and dandy. And then after Resolu- Revolution of the Daleks aired, and there was that bit. In, we're like in Liverpool, and the, this Scouse guy is saying the horoscope. I'm like, huh, what? I was like, oh, oh, John Bishop is a new companion. I'm like, that's mental. That's yeah. absolutely crazy. And then this whole thing kind of kicked off saying, quite rightly so, in my opinion, why we got another white dude in the TARDIS. Sure. We've had a lot, like, ever since sort of 63, we've had one, if not more, white guy in the TARDIS. Mm. you know notably the doctor <laughs> um, <laughs> but and I do sort of subscribe to that as well I, I think that's a very very potent thing to say but I'm going to reserve my sort of doubts for that when the episodes air and how yeah. it's all handled because hopefully like I'm I'm critical of Chimnall's work I still love where like the whole direction of his era so far hmm. and i'd like to see you know how they execute this idea of the timeless child and stuff like that but i think it has it's, it's lost a sort of somewhat integral thing that i can't quite put my finger on okay um but nevertheless i don't moan about it on twitter incessantly hint hint exactly um but with John Bishop, this whole sort of this whole surge of information came out, and I can say just for like one thing because I don't know if you know if you were like caught up with it all on on that evening, that hallowed evening. Um, he made some comments in like 2011, I believe. 2011, oh, I've heard about is this lesbophobic sort of yeah, yeah, jokes, yeah. and for that I think when people sort of saw it and then saw like his newer stuff where he's very 
um, for like an advocate for LGBT rights and um, he's won like a few ally awards, yeah. stuff like that in the years since. And people um, were like, it was decent time, obviously, because, you know, if this guy is used to invalidate, it's going to be kind of a shock to your system. And, you know, lesbians don't deserve a bad press. All people of that community, the LGBTQ plus community are lovely. Um, unless you're not. Which, <laughs> Important <laughs> you know, disclaimer. <laughs> exactly. If you are gay, wonderful, absolutely great. But if you are a knobhead, it kind of undermines the fact that you're, you know, uh, never mind. <laughs> I got um, what you were going for, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't like tarring people with the same brush, either no, positively no, no. or Just negatively. To sidestep very quickly, I used to work at a in Liverpool, city after my own heart, lived there for six years, got to Liverpool when yeah. it's safe, beautiful. Um, but we had, <laughs> we had um, a showing of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which of course is very sort of pro LGBT, which is great. I, yeah. I love shows that are like that. And as a result, it was a 2000 seat theatre and, you know, a big chunk of the audience, a part of that community. Again, great, great that they can come to a show like this and express themselves in that way. Wonderful. Um, throughout the night, though, so many people got rattedly drunk. And our policy is if you're being a disruption to either other audience members or if yeah. you're being rude to staff, you get three warnings yeah. and then you're pulled out of there. That's it. Sling no your rock, yeah. And there was one guy I always remember. He was right. I think he came in drunk, to be honest, but he was apparent the security were in there and they said he was like, you know, pushing other people who were telling him to like, just calm down for a bit. Yeah. Or he was basically an arsehole. And, you know, he came down to the foyer and we're going, what's the problem? And he's, you can tell like, you know, he's swaying everywhere. He's slurring yeah. his words. He reeks of alcohol. He's just being an arsehole. And when the manager told him, you know, you've had your warnings, we're going to have to ask you to leave. He said, oh, it's because I'm gay, isn't it? And we were just like, no, it's because you're an asshole. Like, yeah, you're being disorderly. With... Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're straight, gay. It's the fact you're acting like an asshole. That's the side steps. They're basically. Yeah, you... that's what I was getting yeah. at. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, so yeah, this. Um, anyway, John Bishop. He now seems like a lovely man. Seems he is. He's a really wonderful guy. And there's this awesome speech, this little miniature, miniature monologue, which he does on the. Jonathan Rusher, I think, where he talks about his son. And it's so, so lovely. Um, it's about like a minute and a half of an interview. And it sort of goes to show that he is such a, a kind and decent man and he's trying to sort of forgo, uh, like resolve those uh, things that he brought up, that sort of very lesbophobic, homophobic comments that he made mm. a few years ago. And so I like that people need the... Uh, the space to grow as people, especially sort of 10 years ago, there wasn't this sort of, I'm trying to think of the word, but like, yeah, it was like an, a generation of like filthy Frank, those sort of very <laughs> edgy sort of YouTubers and that sort yeah. of edgy humor that was very- um, Those were the days. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. 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 Um, and, so sort of like people sort of growing from that. So sort of like those idle jabs um, don't sort of, you know, they make people laugh, but it also reinforces negative stereotypes. Yes. And so they need to sort of compensate for that. And that's fine and sort of right their, their wrongs. And that's absolutely wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, but I just simp for John Bishop because I think he's kind of fit. 
I mean, he is kind of... <laughs> No, no, no. From I love how it all just came down to that. This big, like, <laughs> talk. Oh, well, he's kind of fit, to be honest. <laughs> but no, he is for a man of his, his age. He's lovely. Oh, yeah. I've... I will, I, he's been on the scene for like I'd say like the last ten years now, like the comedy scene. And even as like yeah. a teenager, I was like, his hair's pretty luscious. To be fair, yeah, like, he's always. I don't know what he, good. how he conditions it. Maybe, <laughs> probably. I just, I, I really hope he keeps his strong Scouse accent, just because. Well, as I say, oh, having yeah. having lived in Liverpool, I love the Scouse accent. I love the Scousers in general. They're they're lovely mm. people who get negatively stereotyped way too much. But oh yeah, and. I, lo- I know you've shared it. A lot of us have that clip of him filming. It's like, eh, yeah, I'm just doing some doctorate. You know what I mean? Like, eh. Oh, it's so lovely. So his eyes, like in that little uh, Instagram video, they're just he's just so happy that he's doing just, something like this. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't wait to see him. But the reason why I'm a simp, he's very, very attractive. He's funny. And he's also, you know, he's doing the right thing. Absolutely. It's part of the reason why I'm a Peter Capaldi simp because he is gorgeous. Um, Papa Calvi. Uh, just. Uh, next question is from Kieran M. Grossman, who says, uh, question for Tom. How does it feel to have all of the NMDs jealous of your good looks and well-earned clout? I take it you saw this one as well. <laughs> I didn't actually. Oh, right. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I think... <laughs> I mean, you are pretty dashing. I'll give you that. I've had that a lot. Thank you. Um, no I'm not used to it. Um, <laughs> I think but, no one is really. You know, when you get comfort, you're no, like, oh, it's very it. like side yeah. side swipe out of nowhere. Thank you. <laughs> um, but because for the uninitiated among the, the the viewership, the listeners, hello. Um, I sort of was at the front of some very sort of childish insult saying i'm fat i'm spotty and stuff like that from you know grown-ass human mm. beings like people who are double my age mm. and it did sort of it put me in a bad mindset and i sort of have to realize the fact that i i'm putting my face out there yeah you know i'm sort of i'm saying hello i'm you know, whenever I'm confident, I sort of like, hey, let's just pop a selfie on Twitter, see if if I like it, and if I wake up in the next morning and I don't like it, it's going off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I never, I never used to be that sort of confident about my body or about my face, and yeah, that sort of wavers from time to time, because you know, I've put on an obscene amount of weight since lockdown. I think Thank a lot you. of us have, to yeah. be honest, mate. Like it's We're just definitely in the same boat. Yeah. But, but uh, well earned clout? I don't think so. I'd rather be known for something that most of your guests have done, which is done something lovely and creative. Yeah. And you know, a benefit to society, and not you know, oh, I collate screenshots, put them on Twitter when I can. Yeah. And people sort of know me for that. And I had a, a weird episode where I was like, oh my god, why do people know me? <laughs> <laughs> why do people? Why are people so? Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, I think so. I was. I got drunk over Christmas. I'm like, I had a weird identity crisis. I, I don't know, it's like imposter syndrome. I don't know if that's yeah, like the correct word for it. I think so, it, that sort of thing where you sort of look back on what people are praising you for in a way, and you sort of feel yeah, it, it shouldn't. Like, be I don't there. deserve this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I feel that constantly not to such a violent extent as when i was 
when I was a cheeky bit plastered. <laughs> but um, I always sort of think like, why, like I don't deserve this in a sense. Like, sure. I'd love to be mates with. Uh, I'm like most followers that I interact with on the daily. As like I class them as a mate. They're very sort of. They're, if they're kind and respectful, I'll be kind and respectful back and we sort of have a lot of things to talk about and I know most of them by name and it's very bizarre. <laughs> um, but I sort of got that because I did that video in October like we talked about. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, it's you. You're not my doctor. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, it's okay. And because I'm, I'm autistic, I don't think I've really talked about this. Um, I, I have autism and... It's, I don't really know how to sort of comprehend sure. like new sort of scenarios, new situations. Mm -hmm. And I remember for the, that first day, that day in October, <clears throat> when I um, did that video and I was doing all those videos in response and I was doing a video after video, like, oh God, oh, my Twitter's blowing up on, oh my God. You were putting some YouTubers reply. to shame, man, with the amount was, of content you were I know. <laughs> and, I remember sort of because it started at 11 and it sort of died down at about five at the latest. Man. Like six hours, like a quarter of a day where yeah. I'm like, sort of, I'm not, I've not got any work. I'll just do this video, see what happens. I was like, oh, I'll do a funny video with Trout and do another one with Trout and, you know, all this bollocks, quite <laughs> frankly. <laughs> and at about five o'clock, I just sort of like, this is why actors people in Hollywood do cocaine like it's absolutely <laughs> like you need fuel in some description um I just sort of I lied down on this bed for those in Spotify I'm now <laughs> in my bed absolutely um and I was like I can't like why have I done this <laughs> like why yeah. have I why have I elicited so much attention to myself because I'm at this weird sort of crossroads where I was like I like I like making people happy it's something yeah. that is something that fuels my day-to-day -day actions and hopefully when anyone visits my personal Twitter they feel sort of like welcome they feel at home in a sense I don't like to sort of <sighs> exclude or anything no yeah unless you are yourself exclusionary mm-hmm and so I like having that sort of that attention. If I sort of I can sort of say, "Hey guys," and people go, "Oh, hey, how you doing?" That's nice. Mm. But when I get new faces at the time, like new brand new faces, going, "You're not my doctor." Oh my god, hey, and going to my DM saying, "Hey, real big fan of your work." Blah blah blah. Do you want to go yeah, on a yeah, podcast? Yeah. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> hint, hint. Um, and. All that, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's, it's yeah. borderline it's sensory overload. Yeah. And I don't, like, I, I always say it's not well-earned at all. Like, that's why I'm sort of putting myself out there. I'm writing scripts, which I'm, yeah. I might talk about later. We'll talk about that. I was going to say when you were saying about yeah. doing something creative, we'll get onto that later, yeah. And I've sort of, you know, when university stops, you know, currently as a university student, absolutely terrifying um both in this yeah. current climate and the idea of third year like i can't believe three years i've only spent three years at this university <laughs> big yeah. up university of lincoln by the way oh lincoln a beautiful <laughs> city 
Beautiful city. Lived your own life. It's wonderful. Hey. <laughs> and yeah, so when I sort of, when that, or when, when that blows over, yeah, when higher education blows over, <laughs> um, I sort of employ more time to working on scripts. Mm. And I've got like, oh God, I've got three in the works. One I've not even revealed yet properly. Oh. Yeah. Little, I don't little think I tease. Will for some, yeah, a little tease. <laughs> yeah. Keep those ears perked up. Yeah. So hopefully I, I get to earn some proper clout, as the kids say. Yeah. But if you think I'm attractive, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in that camp, so good for me. Well, but, good for you, um, mate. Yeah. Um, I, we'll talk about those creative projects now since we're on it. We've got a few more questions, oh, but we'll come back to them. So yeah. I noticed, um, I mean, the main one that stuck out to me that you've sort of like promoted a bit on Twitter in the past, I believe it's uh, The Great White Hurricane. Yes, yeah. Which for anyone who has misconceptions, no, that's not saying like white people are going to come in and destroy everything. It's not that kind of white. I remember that. I remember someone tweeted that. I was like, oh, he's a white supremacist. And I was like, no, no, that's his. <laughs> I know, I saw that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. hell, of a, hell of a straw buncher clutching at Boyo. I know. So, yeah. so go on then. Tell us what you can or want to at the minute about what the Great White Hurricane is. Uh, the Great White Hurricane um, was a script done for the first Doctor Adventures for Big Finch Productions by a guy called guy adams mm-hmm. um who's a great writer one of the stalwarts one of the mainstays for big finish since i think near the beginning of its mm. of its establishment yeah and it has the first doctor ian barbara and susan uh, the first TARDIS team go to um, america to new york in the late 17th century late mm-hmm. 18th okay I've forgotten how centuries have worked. <laughs> <laughs> the late 1800s. Oh, okay. Um, 1888, I think it is, uh-huh. um, in winter. And the Great White Hurricane is the name of this huge blizzard, this absolutely catastrophic snowstorm that wrecks the um, east side of America completely. Okay. It absolutely upends infrastructure and businesses. And it's sort of that TARDIS team dealing with it. And I have always wanted to adapt it for the 13th Doctor, Graham, Ryan, and Yaz. Mm. So I did. I, um, <laughs> I did it over the course of last summer, I think. Oh, well, no, the summer of 2019, I started. Mm. And I lost it on a Google Drive. I didn't know where, oh, didn't know where it went. <laughs> like, oh, well, I... I don't know where that's gone i'll do it when i'm older and more wise but then i found it again um after some digging i had it on an actual uh, internal hard drive mm. for an old laptop of mine nice. i thought sod it i might as well like make do something with it especially with all this newfound twitter clout gang gang so to speak <laughs> um so i went about doing that and then i started doing that and at the same time i um, started doing another uh, Word document that I call the Master Post, when currently it's about seventy pages of notes for like Doctor Who ideas, mm-hmm. like spin-offs and like silly little things. Like, oh, what if yeah. Martin Truman from that one Surgeon episode had a six-part mini-series <laughs> and stuff like that? And sure. that sort of creative spark happened, and I was like. I'm going to put things into, you know, more scripts and so on and so forth. But yeah, 
currently, Great White Hurricane is my baby, hmm. and I'm nursing it to a state of completion. Nice. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, I think the biggest, I've always thought the bit, the hardest part of like writing your own like Doctor Who or adapting it is actually, I guess, sort of having that starting impetus to, to start writing it. Because I've mm. like had ideas before where, I mean, it could just be in my head. I think, oh, this is like a cool idea. But then actually finding it in myself to commit it to a Word document is a whole yeah. different ball game. So, yeah, props to you for nurturing it, man. It's not an easy yeah, thing to do. It's really hard, especially for creatives, to sort of get the ball rolling. Um, yeah. Especially if, you know, you're not very well versed in script writing or sort of doing anything. And like how, like obviously, people are wired differently. But if I have any idea, like your notes app is your best friend, audience. <laughs> it's so like, even if I sort of do it as a voice memo, yeah. like some dialogue that I've thought of or like an idea, I just say, right, if I'm like anywhere at all, I write it down or I record it and I sort of put it in this like little file. And it's like, can I use this? Can I use this? Like if I have to sort of, create anything and I write it down and I just sort of do this sort of verbal diarrhea. I was like, what can I do about this? And I just write, write, write until I get something and then leave it for a day, go about, like do the washing up, cook up, cook some food. Mm-hmm. And then next day, look at it with a fresh set of eyes and think, right, that can go, this can stay, I can work on this and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's how I've sort of worked for a lot of, um, for a lot of educational stuff mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, I need to do 3000 words on this thing. Okay. Excellent. Let's write, you know, 4,000 words and see what I can use, what I can get rid of. And, you know, not a lot of people will utilize that way of doing so because it's something that takes a lot of time and patience yeah. and <laughs> all that jazz. But, for anyone who wants to to get a start, I guess, is just do what, like I say, just make notes frequently. If you have an idea, don't let it fizzle out in your head. If you have an idea, it's like you're lying in bed and you think, oh, I've got this really cool idea. What if, like, what if Ryan Sinclair was God? Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, no matter how sort of boisterous it is, how yeah. completely overblown it is as an idea, Write it down because you probably can make it work. And it's Doctor Who as well. If there's any property yeah. where the most like overblown out there ideas could work, it's Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it's the most sort of wonderful toy box yeah. that any writer can be bestowed. It's oh man, that's it. And I noticed a few days ago, you think you put on Twitter. It seemed like the start of a new script. I, I, forgive me if I pronounce it wrong. Is it Corsair? Corsair, yes, the Corsair. Yeah. Tell us a bit about that. Um, if you I can. was, <laughs> I can, yeah. Um, the Corsair is a character, a Time Lord, mm. um, who was introduced in the Doctor's Wife. Um, if you recognise, if you um, the Ouroboros, the snake eating itself tattoo. Yeah, yeah, that's like the, the arm of the Corsair. Okay. Um, and it's this uh, Time Lord invented by Neil Gaiman, and it, it, uh, they've been seen. Um, in like comics, like this uh, a Titan comics run for the uh, 13th Doctor. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine, Elliot, who is the Twitter at is the Corsair, 
So, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, what you're going to get. Yeah. Um, Elliot said, like, enlisted me and um, a couple of the people saying, hey, do you want to write a script for a feasible audio drama? And here's some ideas. Pick them up, run with it. Yeah. And whenever you can, no real time limit, let's see what we can do. And we're like, okay, sweet. And so, yeah, that's that's um, coming to fruition very slightly. Um, less so than Great White Hurricane, but um, I'm I I started write, I started writing about a fortnight ago, like proper sort of um, yeah, like script. I've had like notes on it since God since about November. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that I'm looking forward to properly getting my teeth into. No, it looks exciting. I mean, again, like I, when I saw it, it seems exciting. So I can't wait till that comes okay. to fruition. Yeah. No, it'll be good, man. Excellent. <laughs> well, again, as you're saying, these are creative things that you're doing that I think people will enjoy and appreciate. I think it's nice mm. to see actually with a lot of fan productions of all kinds that people do generally sort of soak it up and, and enjoy it for what it is. You know, despite, you know, if it's a fan production, it might not feel as, I don't know, like say as, especially if it's a film like you know produced as the tv show but people still appreciate yeah. it for what it is and um yeah no it's just it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful yeah, yeah. um returning to the good old questions i've got here of course we've got one from uh peter miles on dalekium again yes. friend of the show big up peter wonderful hey, composer peter. Um, he says, why is Death to the Daleks quintessential Doctor Who? And no, I will not accept disagreement on this. <laughs> um, because it's got Balal in it. <laughs> Balal, yes. Balal, the, yeah. the best uh, thing about series season 11. Uh, well, we, we chatted briefly about um, on that episode about the music of Carrie Blyton, who did Death to the Daleks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it might it's 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 something you know because also he did the silurians <laughs> and revenge of the cybermen have interesting soundtracks but a fun a fun fact about carrie blighton and i can't remember if i mentioned it in the dalekian thing i don't think i did i think i found it afterwards did you know that carrie blighton wrote the theme for bananas in pajamas i did not oh goodness that's cool yeah so <laughs> all these people in like carrie blighton's music is shit it's like me <laughs> You defo sang bananas in pajamas as a yeah. kid. Like, yeah, hell of an airworm. <laughs> Love a good airworm. Well, there, there you go, uh, Peter. It's because yeah, Bilal's Peter, in it. Bilal, that cliffhanger. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's Sorry, it. I'm, I'm not a huge who. fan of Death of the Daleks, but oh, sacrilege. Sorry, <laughs> that's fine. Sorry, Peter. Oh, it's a funny one, Death of the Daleks, isn't it? But it is. Um, and the next one we've got is from. All right, so it's there's Vic, and then I don't know how you pronounce. You know that it's an O, but with a diagonal line oh, through it. Oh, uh, Vicky, she's my housemate. Oh, hi, Vicky. Yeah, uh, she's around. <laughs> um, I just didn't know how you pronounced it, so that's my bad there. Um, oh yeah. So Vicky, uh, Tom's housemate, says, "Why did you shave off the marvelous uh, Tash? It was indeed marvelous. Marvelous, yeah." Um, she said, "I was cooking dinner yesterday, and says I'm going to ask you a question." on Adam's thing. I was like, sure, go for it. <laughs> um, I shaved off the mustache because I wanted a change, but yeah. I realized that I look weird regardless of facial hair. Uh, so I'm growing it back. As you can see, 
Um, it's, it's coming on quite quick. It's, it's, yeah, it's all Vance's in my family. I can't speak for every single Vance. But on, <laughs> all the men in my family are very quick facial hair growers. Yeah. Um, Were you one of those so, yeah. at school that started like, because I think I was, I want to say 16 when I started growing my, it's like start a sixth form. No, I, I had a friend called Connor who um, I did some filmmaking with. He had a proper beard when he was like 16, 17, like no. better than one that I can form now. <laughs> um, but the, the mustache, this is something that I like could be completely unfounded. Hmm. So if anyone tries this and it causes them grievous bodily harm, don't sue me. I haven't got <laughs> much money. Um, I was doing a production of Peter Pan hmm. uh, for my last ever school production. I was about 18. Yeah. No, I was seven, 17. Yeah, I must have been 17. And I had, at the time, I only had like not much in like, the form of like cheap to jaw facial hair, but my mustache yeah. was sort of, it was kind of present. But because I was Captain Hook, one of the makeup girls was like, hey, what if we put mascara in your mustache? Oh, no. And I was like, sure, let's go for it. And it came up on stage all right, and I did it for like, all the nights I was Hook. Yeah. And suddenly my mustache started to grow really, really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it, it can't be. So if anyone wants to get a mustache, if anyone wants to try the old Vance stash at home, um, put some mascara in your mustache uh, or underneath your nose. There you go. That's a, that's a theory. Please tell me there's some video of you playing Captain Hook. Oh, God. If Hang on. Uh, when uh, There's no video, but I think I've got pictures. Oh, okay. So when we're answering questions, I'll try and get a picture up for you lot watching on YouTube. Sorry, Spotify, you you're missing out again. <laughs> All the more reason to watch on YouTube. So, yeah, of course. Oh man, oh that's excellent. And um, also, I want to give a big shout out to uh, Father Vance, who has made an appearance <laughs> here and there. Yes, Seems of like course. A pretty cool guy, your dad. Up for he anything. is. He's absolutely wonderful. Um, yeah, and even now, people of the NMD disposition still. Smack talk him. I was like, he doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't know who you guys are. <laughs> he just knows that you're, you know, kind of horrible people. Um, yeah, quite. That's not a very good picture. Hang on. It used to be my pro, uh, my cover photo. Oh, nice. Yeah. I show so, that. Uh, oh, there he is. Oh, look at that. I know. <laughs> that's mint. And the wig and the hat and everything. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a sight to behold. <laughs> Will we ever see Tom Vance act again in the near future? Oh, that's a very good question. <laughs> because, like, I'm doing a drama, an English degree at the moment. Hmm. And I, the last time I acted was December 2019. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that's a lie, actually. It was February 2020. Oh. Um, um, where I did, I was the, oh, God, I forgot his name. Athos and the Three Musketeers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, nice. um, I don't know why, but I always seem to pick out roles that are good if you have a mustache. <laughs> I think I'm typecast. As, you well, <laughs> you've got to use your natural assets, as they say. So the yeah, exactly. might be the one. Absolutely. Um, and the oh yeah, the last question I had was from Philip Hawkins, again friend of the show. Howdy, Phil. Hi, Phil. And um, he says, if you had unlimited rice pudding, what else would you do with it once you'd eaten? 
what once you'd eaten what you wanted to eat, yeah. So I'm guessing it's yeah. like say you have a meals portion, but of course you've got unlimited rice pudding. So what would you unlimited. do? As a student, I'd, I'd freeze some. <laughs> I definitely That's... conserve some because yeah. rice pudding's nice. I like it rice is. pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, rice pudding, it'd be good for like if I wanted to build a wall, like a small wall, small like pool. a yeah, yeah, thigh high wall. Yeah, if I need to, you know, keep my my flock of sheep in. <laughs> um, have some mortar for my stones. Um, I'd flavour some before freezing Ooh, it. Yeah. I'd melt some chocolate in. I'd, I'd like marble some jam through, maybe. Uh, maybe oh, sod it. If I've got unlimited, I'll experiment. I'll, you know, instead of like batter for a chicken, Ooh. dip some, yeah. dip it in some uh, rice pudding, fry it off. It might be dreadful, but who cares? I've got, got no unlimited. repercussions. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Oh, I love those sort of questions, like deep philosophical about rice pudding, of all things. <laughs> yeah, cheers, Phil. <laughs> Big shout out to Phil. And thank you again for everyone who asked those questions on Twitter. I hope you got a good answer from each of them. And I've got a few <laughs> questions uh, for you myself, Mr. Van. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, something I've been doing recently is a thing called My First, My Last, My Everything, in tribute to the great Barry White. Um, oh, yeah. I, I don't sing the song to each guest. That would be a bit too <laughs> But... Um, the premise, I wouldn't say that. Oh, oh you're too kind. But um, <laughs> the, the premise is basically asking um, the first Doctor Who story you ever watched, which I think we touched upon earlier, was The Unquiet mm-hmm. Dead. The Unquiet Dead, yeah. And then my last is sort of um, the most the Doctor Who you watched the most recently. So that could be Revolution on New Year's Day, or have you watched a Doctor Who since? It's like the last Doctor Who you watched, if that makes sense. Oh, um, yesterday... Mm. I tried watching Praxeus, but I fell asleep. I love oh, Praxeus. No. <laughs> it's, I think it might be my favourite Whitaker-era Interesting. story. Honestly, yeah. I very much enjoy it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it's. I think it's so, so lovely. And it's. I'm glad that they didn't kill off the gay people, Chibnall. I'm glad <laughs> they got some bloody character, Chibnall. Thanks, Pete. McTire, by the way, did a cracking job. Um, Big up, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but yeah, that's that's my last. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't hear many people sort of rave home about um, Praxeus. So no, mm. fair enough. If you fair enough, man. And um, you're everything. So that would be you know you've got all of who I'll say including missing episodes. Imagine we found them all. They're all yeah. in existence. You've got them all in front of you, and someone says, "Right, you've got to pick one," and the rest is getting washed away. What do you pick? That's a really good question. It's a very difficult question. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I don't have favourites to begin with. I don't like, I don't sort of say, oh, this is my favourite doctor. I don't have a yeah, favourite yeah, doctor. Yeah. That's fair. But I, if I have to choose my favourite doctor, it probably would be Troughton. Mm-hmm. Um, Troughton or. Um, for the meme. For the meme. I'm, I'm going to go Love and Monsters. Yeah, <laughs> Linda, baby, for the meme. Oh yeah, you love Linda, don't you? I've seen Linda all the Linda covers. Yeah. Oh mate, yeah. Um, there Alison was one of them that work. actually fooled me for a good three minutes that you posted because it looked really? so. Yeah, it was so realistic. I was like, "What? They're doing a Linda box set?" And then I looked <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's a meme." So. Yeah, um, I, I honestly like it's you know it's a bit crap, but I think it's it's got a really fun sort of it's, 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 a, it's a cool story about fan culture and yeah. obsessive 
obsessing over a character. I, I like that. I dig that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably why a lot of people react badly because it's it's a critique of us. So. Yeah. And also, it's got the absorb off. Oh, thanks, Channel okay. Pop. Yeah, yeah, big yeah, up, yeah, Will. Thanks, Channel Pop. Big up. <laughs> uh, do you know what though? Like, I think. I've always thought, and I mean, I'm, I'm aiming at some point in the future to get um, Channel Pup on the podcast, which would be really mm -hmm. cool. Um, but I mean, I'll chat about it with him there. But I think the Absorber Off, like, I actually like the initial idea, like the concept of it and design mm -hmm. of it. I just think in parts it's translation to being made, maybe is what yeah, hinders I think, it a little bit. but Because it, it was supposed to be the size of, of a double-decker bus. Did you know that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yes. No, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah it's meant to be huge. Um, it was supposed to be a huge, huge thing, um, but it was just a lovely Peter K-sized man. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's definitely it's translated oddly on screen. Yeah, but it's a cool idea. I dig Absolutely. it. It's, it's cool. Yeah, and Peter K is just uh, the line that always makes me laugh, just because of how deadpan he delivers it. Is uh, when the Doctor confronts him at the end. And he says, "Oh, is it is it Slovene? Could be Slovene." Yeah. He goes, "No, I was born on the twin planet." Oh, what's that? Quam. Quam. <laughs> no, no difference. Yeah, yes, just, quam, mate. So deadpan, but it's so funny. Quam. Uh, well, there you go. First on Quiet Dead, last Praxeus, and Love and Monsters as is everything. Love and Monsters. <laughs> yeah, lock that in. Lock that in, love of monsters, boys. We're doing it, we're doing it. <laughs> and um, one thing I do ask a lot of people as well, just again, this is just for fun, nothing too serious, but we've all probably thought at some point, oh, do you know what? If I was in charge of this big old franchise that's Doctor Who, I've got a few ideas, you know? So if you were, whether it was showrunner, franchise controller, whatever it is, a position of power, shall we say, mm. what would you want to do with Doctor Who? I think when... I, I... <laughs> I like I love the initial idea of Chibnall's era hmm. straight back to basics very sort of classic era we don't need to say yeah this 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 guy's a time lord she's got a TARDIS she comes from Gallifrey all this sort of this law and sort of stripping it back to basics like people having fun and learning yeah I like that um so I would have sort of done that but to more of an extent. Um, but also, I like returning villains. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? It's just, it is really hard. Yeah, because I, I know that a common criticism I think I've seen labelled against Chibnall so far is yeah, series eleven really did aim for that, as you say, like back to basics approach, which I think worked well. But then some people are saying series twelve is sort of too much in the other extreme. Yeah, it very much overcompensated, which I think. It could have been executed better if this tonal whiplash compared to sort of series eleven, series twelve, was implemented into the show. Yeah. Where like have Jodie sort of more confused that this is definitely sort of like oh she's being um, encountered by a past. Yeah. Like quite literally so. Hmm. Um. But I uh, I uh, yeah I think uh, we don't we didn't need Gallifrey back we didn't need like. I don't like complaining because I don't. No, no, no. Of course. Well, I don't, no, I don't like warrant my own complaints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to see where a show's going. I like to see. No, where I it's mean, heading. what we will say at the minute, obviously, when this comes out, when we're recording this, series thirteen is not out yet. We know very yeah. little about it, and of course, you could argue series twelve on a whole 
left a lot that could be explored, like the whole Timeless yeah, yeah, Child thing and the Joe Martin Doctor. So anything at this point is just speculation on our part, you know. So mm. yeah, yeah. And I think the thing that worries me the most is that this the quote of like, oh, Chibnall's got a five year plan. Oh, that yeah. wasn't anything attributed to Chibnall at all. It was like some executive producer from. I was going to say, because I've seen like, I saw, you know, when the articles came out saying that, and I could never find a source where Chibnall was like saying it himself. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, there's no sort of guarantee. And that makes me think, was the series 12 more reactionary to the sort of overall complaints of series 11 where it's like, has it got Daleks? Has it got Cybermen? Where's Gallifrey? What's going on? And it's sort of like, oh, okay, I'll put in everything then. Yeah. But I, I, if that is the attitude, to, if, if that's the attitude that Chibnall took, which I, you know, I doubt. I think you know he's definitely got things planned. Um, hopefully, with this, the idea of the timeless child. Hopefully, he like sticks to his guns with it. Yeah. It doesn't sort of like fill, like fizzle away into the background. I doubt it will because it's kind of bloody revolutionary. Yeah, it's kind um, of too big to just ignore. Yeah, and people saying, "Oh, we should, you know, we should just sort of retcon it, you know, just sort of bin it." It's like, what's the point? Say, so, "Oh, yeah. it's the master." Like that'll be so horrible. Like yeah. regardless of what you think of that episode, I'd rather it sort of be done well if it's like carried through to the end. Yeah. I, would, I would much admire that than sort of Chibnall saying, oh, by the way, the master did it as a, as a prank. I think. <laughs> you just got pranked, bro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's cameras there, there and there. But the plank, <laughs> just prank prank control. Like, exactly. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather, if that happened, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't dig this now. <laughs> there's like a lack of integrity there. Yeah. But if I was showrunner, I would... Do I have to cast a doctor? Do I have to, what do I have to do? That, that's like, up to you, mate. Honestly, it's just whatever you want to share, like what you feel you would want to do with the show if it was in your... That can be as little or as much as you like. If Chibnall died and I took over right <laughs> now, I would carry on, do Series 13 as planned. Yep. Um, I'd make sure that Jodie stays for Series 14 to really make those man babies cry a bit more. <laughs> um, actually, when... No, okay. Let her have two more series. Uh-huh. Lovely bit of, you know, a nice wander around the galaxy. Um, maybe make Thasmin canon if I'm, you know, feeling, you know, Ooh. generous to the Thassies out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when Jodie regenerates, mm-hmm. we don't see her change. Okay. We cut away and we have a series with Joe Martin. Ooh. So we leave that bit of the story in limbo yeah, yeah have a series or two with joe look at because joe martin's absolutely wonderful isn't it she is absolutely explore that the avenues can go down for that sort of doctor and then after that story comes to a natural con- conclusion we carry on with 15 not 15 14 <laughs> i like and it. see what we can do like because, a little sub-series yeah yeah that's cool Oh, if only. I miss the days where, like, you know, Doctor Who would be off the air and then you'd either have Sarah Jane Adventures or Torchwood oh, to sort Sarah of Jane. fill in the, uh, I'm out, Rob too soon. I'd like to think if Elizabeth Sladen hadn't sadly passed away as she did, they would have just kept going. 
going and oh, going and going. For sure, yeah. When the yeah. kids get too old and grow up, she like moves to another part of the country and she just you know finds more kids. It's like, like hey, we're going to take on these like vul- these vulture guys. It's like what? Yeah. Sure, the let's go. Like, yeah, sound cool. I just like how because obviously the end of the tenant era was so like that was it for a lot of things. Yeah. But Sarah Jane and Torchwood actually at that time just sort of were like yeah we're just gonna crack on carry we're on not, we're not bound by an era necessarily mm. so this would have been lovely to have liz meet what well, peter and jody and oh, sort of have, like bring that cohesion and i think that would have been so lovely but it really was not to be i mean you yeah. know we, we as you say we've always got um like various forms of fiction because i know um liz's daughter is is doing uh sarah sadie miller yeah yeah in the lost stories right um yeah and maybe she i don't know if this is confirmed yet um she's doing stuff with tom like the actual fourth doctor adventures oh wow that would be i believe i don't know if there's that that's actually news this, that might be something that has not been <laughs> it's what, it's, at what, all. it's what we want. It's really what we would love to yeah, have. It's definitely an unfounded rumour. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you watch, like, two days after this guy, they'll be like, yeah, she's coming back. She's doing like, more. Thank like, God, you can keep it in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, this is the only problem with, because, I mean, I've said it in a few episodes now, but I've bulk recorded a lot of this season in yeah. January, just for my own sanity really because the last thing i'd want to do is like <laughs> record with a guest a week before and then something mm. come up in life where i can't edit it and then there's a big gap so i'm like i'll pre-record it all um the only downside with that is like rumors and news because obviously at the minute i'm yeah. like oh at the time of recording it's not confirmed if jody whitaker's coming or going Leaving, but by the time yeah. it comes out it might be official so it's always that's always a bit of the preface there but no well, I have like you heard idea, oh go on no, I was just say your idea of having like a sub series with Joe Martin in the interim. Yeah. I really like that idea. She deserves it. Cool. Absolutely. There's been another. This is going to age dreadfully. So you know, <laughs> editor Adam. At the time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been something that might be coming out today. Like oh. we've not even checked Twitter, but there's been some embargoed press. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Like Outpost Scaro posted it. I don't know if anyone else has posted about it. Yeah, like um, oh, it's this PR embargo, like big, big news, everybody. Like, like they would, they, like Outpost Scaro, which, like, I don't know if, like, they're for or against me. I don't know uh, if you. I doubt you're listening, but um, <laughs> I kind of like your work. Hello, there you um, go. I, I think that it shocked them. Like it could be another sort of like Eccleston. No, because I don't think it's big finish either. Right. Okay. It could be. It's a. It's a BBC Doctor Who. This is what they're revealing, and it's right. shocked us. Tenants coming back. Tenant, oh, because that's what Barry said. If tenants <laughs> back, like, because I was just expecting him in Revelation of the Daleks. I was like, I oh, think we coming. all were. Like, it like was... please don't, yeah. don't tie this into <laughs> time bloody Lord time Lord victorious. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I've just had a, I've got it on a separate tab. I've just had a quick skim on the timeline and I can't see anything. Nothing's I happened. I think if it was there, like I, um, it would have been there, but it would have been present. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I saw that. And I think this is always, it's hard sometimes, isn't it? As you say, they're saying, oh, it's an embargo. Oh, it's exciting. But I think you never know, especially nowadays with all like the mi- sometimes misleading news, not saying that Postcaro is misleading, but in general, you know, misleading titles, clickbait yes. and stuff. Clickbait. I know they're saying, Brumous. wow, it's going to it's gonna shock you, but it's like, well, 
it depends what it is, you know. So I don't know if you can see. For anyone who's listening on audio, I think Tom's just having a quick skim himself, see if there's anything yeah. there. But yeah, no. So yeah, at the time. I mean, this is the time of recording. So imagine a month ago, you're keeping your eyes peeled. By now, you probably know what all that stuff is. But um, yeah, you'll be you'll be living it up. Oh my God, is, is any Tania Miller's the Fourteenth Doctor? Go, oh, imagine, no idea. Imagine that'd be a good casting for definite. She's a great, but, great actor. But I'm in the same boat as you, though. I do hope Jodie does stay for more than just Series Thirteen. I, I, I mean, I'm really enjoying her portrayal personally, and it'd be a shame for her to mm. sort of bow out so soon. But on the other hand, again, I think I've said it before, but like as as an actor, I do also understand, like because you know they film for nine months a year. And when they're yeah. not filming, they're doing like promotion and all that sort of stuff. So it's practically their life all year yeah, round. The and... job of the doctor is knackering. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not an easy job. I think people have that misconception, like, oh, it's a dream. Yes, it's a dream job, but it's not necessarily an easy. You got to put them the the hours in. Yeah, of course. Absolutely, but yeah. So rumors aside, we'll see what you you can let us know what's happened in the, in the comments. Yeah, but... yeah. Comment down below when we're you know. Were we right? Was it correct? Is Tiana Miller the fourteenth Doctor? We'll see. Hopefully. But, um, awesome. I think we'll start to wrap it up there, Tom. But um, I mean, awesome, on mate, the yeah. whole, thank you very much for agreeing to come on. I'm I'm really appreciative. Well, really thank appreciate you. it. It's um, been lovely. If you want to shout out any projects or your socials, this is the time to do so now. Um. Sure. My Twitter is at Tom Vance underscore where I post um, varying degrees of content. It might be good. It might be bad. Um, <laughs> also, if you want to follow along with like what the uh, the fringes of fandom are getting up to, follow Not My Doctor. Um, and if you see anyone who's being a, a distinct knobhead, <laughs> feel free to give us a screenshot. Um, but yeah, Grow Hurricane coming out hopefully this year yeah man i can't guarantee it um <laughs> lost not found for the corsair volume one will be coming out either this year or next year and there's a secret third project mm. which sod it i'm gonna announce oh not, I'm not, it's a it's something completely outside of doctor who oh right it's a short film called remember which i'm hopefully trying to get off the ground this time next year damn that's exciting yeah. Oh, sure. Well, there you go, folks. And yeah. Remember coming, hopefully, sometime next next year, would you say? Next year, yeah. ideally, holiday season 2022. Nice. Remember. Remember. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to remember that date, folks, whether you like it or not, because we're going to have to Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, mate. Well, again, thank you for sharing those, and thank you again for coming on. I've had a great chat with you. It's nice yeah. to actually... I mean, for... Uh, people won't know we've been i think chatting in dms i think since like october november about must have been since, things. Yeah, but this like, is actually the first time we're actually speaking speaking like this, vocally yeah. to each other so no it's been lovely and i hope we get to do some sort of project or something like this again in the future oh, like well, mate. yeah i'd love that yeah and now this yeah, is the part sure. where i remember have to try and remember what i have to say at the end which i think <laughs> is a if you're watching on youtube thank you for watching please leave this a like let us know in the comments what you thought of it and subscribe to the channel. More podcasts coming for every week. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate that. Well. And um, if you are listening on Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, again, thank you. Please give us a follow there. And um, yeah, just um, keep an eye out every week, every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. We will have more guests from the realms of Doctor Who and beyond. So it's one to watch. And Tom, thank you very much once again. Thank you, Adam. And until our next episode, folks, I shall see you next time. Bye.
Bye. <laughs> <laughs>